Hello, friends and new listeners. I threw that new listener thing in because I'm hoping that I'll get some new listeners. But even if I don't, I'm happy you are here. I probably don't even deserve new listeners because I am hands down the strangest, weirdest, craziest podcaster out there. No doubt. I don't follow any of the podcasting rules. And tonight is a perfect example. I have a big tall glass of water, which is always good so that I can wet my whistle, as my mom used to say, and I decided I needed a second beverage, and so I went down to get a tea and decided to pour a bowl of kettle corn popcorn. Why? Who? How am I going to eat popcorn and try to make a podcast that makes no sense at all? And then it reminds me of a time, this is not even a joke, I'm pretty sure you can Google it and it will show the specific segment, but it reminds me of a time when my sister and I were young and we're watching the, I'm pretty sure it was the Grammys, and Lou Rawls comes on and I think he had been sick and so he's singing and all of a sudden he like has like a coughing attack. Um, We laughed because we're rude and we were joking like he was choking. My mom did not find us funny. I'm pretty sure we got kicked out of the living room. And to this day, we laugh our heads off about it. I'm sure Lou Rawls choking or coughing on TV. How is that funny? We're just jerks. And now I'll probably choke on a popcorn kernel. All that to say this episode was going to be about a completely different subject and God said no. Talk about rest. I like to do what God tells me to do and so often I miss the mark. In Genesis chapter 2 verse Two, it says, by the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. That is actually verse two and three. God rests and he tells us to rest. So I'm going to rewind a little bit. On Monday, I had what I call hair therapy. It's a haircut, but I call it hair therapy, much like my ink therapy, which is a tattoo, because I go and for my hair therapy, I go to my friend Grace, who is amazing and beautiful and kind and lovely. And so she is shampooing my hair. And you know how hairdressers do that lovely head massage? Well, she does an extra little like neck massage too. Oh my goodness. It was at that moment I felt complete rest and complete calm. Lovely. It was fantastic. Interestingly enough, I didn't necessarily know that I was doing my podcast on rest. In fact, I told her, 
my podcast this week is going to be all about balance. And I was thinking about balance because that was the idea I had and kept trying to develop something from, you know, how we balance life and, and what do we need to do to balance. And I, the verse that kept coming up was the verse that talks about come to me all who are all who are burdened, like take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I'm gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That is from Matthew. And interestingly enough, my brain was thinking like our yoke is heavy and, you know, we can't balance it. And when we um, take on Jesus's yoke, it is easy and the burden is light. And so that my brain was thinking of balance, but God gives me this verse and I still can't like light bulb doesn't go off. So that first verse on, I like to do what God tells me to do. Clearly he has to be real clear and tell me 45 times because it took all the way up to just about an hour ago for me to understand that it is rest that I needed to be talking about. I think balance was on my mind because so many of us struggle to balance everything. We're either all engrossed in our work or engrossed in diet and exercise or, you know, doing stuff for our family or volunteering or, you know, reading a book or trying to learn something new or doing a hobby. We just, we get caught up in sort of unbalanced in the things that we're doing. And the solution is rest, is taking a break from something, literally giving it a rest. And when you hear that phrase, give it a rest, it usually is sort of negative. I'm not joking yet. When I hear that phrase, I think of like my older siblings and quite honestly, never my sister. So Susie, you are not the culprit. You can probably guess who is. It's John. That's who it is. Anyways, I didn't say that, but probably I was being uber obnoxious and I'm just going to go ahead and take accountability for it. And somebody would say, Chrissy, give it a rest. So when I hear give it a rest, it kind of is like, oh, but it's so true. Like give it a rest. And so, like I said, I was all on the balance thing and not the balance beam because that would be extremely dangerous for me. And I had a long day today. I started my work day at like six o'clock and at my lunch hour, I, cause I give myself a little lunch hour, I decided I would mow the lawn on the first hot day of the year. So that was super smart of me. 
but I did. I hustled and got it done in less than an hour. And that even included my shower, which felt very refreshing and then went right back to work. And then immediately after work, I ran on an errand um, to the post office and then to the store. And then I grabbed my husband some food because he worked in the heat all day. And then I was getting a little hangry. And so um, my sister was getting done with work and she said, you know, eat supper with me. And I'm like, I'm so hungry. Because that's how I talk when I get super duper hungry. You know, it's that whole Snickers commercial thing, but that's a downward spiral, right? Like, come on, don't grab Snickers when you're hungry. There's healthier food. And yet a Snickers is delicious. So I agreed. Um, plus she bought some sunscreen for my husband, which was super kind. And I needed to pick that up. So I thought, well, of course I'm going to eat with her. And so... I could tell she was just trying to hustle and hurry, and I felt bad because she just got done with work. She deserves a little rest. And we had a lovely, fast, and quick dinner. But as I sat in her husband's recliner, thank you, Mike Shaw, I found myself resting a little bit. And then the verse came back to me about take my yoke and I will give you rest. And I'm like, that's it. It's about taking a rest. And then I realized that's what God wanted me to talk about. So I tell you all of that because as super unpolished as these podcasts are, God gives us direction for everything we do. And when we are plugged in and listening, and clearly Chrissy, the hippie Christian who cares, was not as plugged in as she would like to admit. And it took a while, but God continues to talk to us and continues to give us direction. And the take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Interesting too on that particular verse from Matthew 11 verses 29 and 30. It doesn't necessarily say you're going to be able to sit down and just relax and rest, take a long nap, um, take a vacation. But when we take our yoke of hurrying and unbalance and stress and worry and things like that, when we take our yoke off and give it to Jesus, who is gentle and humble in heart, and we take his yoke, it is easy because his burden is light, and you will find rest for your soul. And sometimes it's not the busyness that is our problem or what makes us so unbalanced is that we have this unrest in our soul. And I think that's part of like another aha moment because I think my soul has been not 
completely at rest. I had a job change and there's always something going on. I had COVID, just lots of things, some good, some not so good. And Mother's Day was so hard. I didn't truly expect that. Duh, my mom died last year, so this is my first Mother's Day that she is not on the planet. Of course it's going to be hard. And so <clears throat> that's not me choking on the popcorn, Susie, so don't start laughing right now because that was just a clearing of the vo voice, not choking on the popcorn. But of course, our soul gets burdened and we let our mind and our thoughts control how we feel. And so to take Jesus's yoke and learn from him about being gentle and humble in heart, we find rest for our souls because his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And he understands our burdens. Of course he does. He took all of them to the cross with him. That's how amazing God is. And I say that also because he, the light bulb comes on, like I said, about an hour ago when I was resting with my sister. And from there, I think, okay, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. You know, the whole, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I've got that verse. And of course, the verse in Genesis that God rested. So I'm like, all right, I got two verses and I should be able to talk for a while, right? I'll tell a good joke. It'll be really funny, blah, 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 ha, ha, ha. Next thing you know, 45 minutes will be gone and I'll have a good podcast. Actually, it doesn't work that way because God always provides. I love that about God. So often, you know, I look up the definition of rest. So we'll talk about that because that's just fun. And it's just fun how in the dictionary you can apply it to our God. Well, of course, because God created words. He created the dictionary. He created definitions. Duh. But I love that. On top of that, the first thing I type in was like Bible verses about rest. And I legit get the content of what could be an entire podcast, including the verse about finding rest by taking the yoke of Jesus. I'm like, like, there it is. And it was awesome. So it was, and then in looking at it, I'm like, this is an article about rest, 10 great Bible verses about rest written on August 14th, 2020. And it's on a page, Sela Counseling Services, S-E-L-A-H. It's got a lovely dove, like a Holy Spirit dove, which cracked me up because it looks very similar to a Holy Spirit 
had two that I have. So that was cool. And I just looked at the about and it had a beautiful picture of this woman. Her name is Teresa. And then it says, contact me. So I click contact. And then I write my story that, oh my gosh, thank you for this great article. Because I do a podcast called The Hippie Christian Who Cares. And I'm talking about rest. And I found your article. And now I am going to reference this on my podcast. So. Teresa, who, and I couldn't find a last name, by the way, but Teresa, the counselor who is working at SELA Counseling Services in Texas, thank you so much. Maybe with any luck, she'll tune in and listen about how amazing her article was. But what I did love is that it, like I had looked up the definition of rest, so we might as well go through that. To cease work or movement in order to relax, refresh oneself, or recover strength. I thought that was really great too, because really when you think about it, relaxing and recovering strength are two totally different things. But when you rest, there's a sense of relaxation. But if you've mowed the lawn in the burning hot heat or worked in concrete or landscape, Judy and Brian, oh my gosh, so hot today and bless your hearts. Yeah, you might need to rest to recover some strength. Second definition is be placed or supported so as to stay in a specific position. To be placed or supported, wow, that sounds so much what God does for us to be supported and to be placed. And then if you really think to be placed or supported as to stay in a specified position, like death on a cross, I know nobody really thinks of that as like a rest for something, but that was the rest for our sinfulness. Jesus takes it on and therefore give it a rest. All of our sins are now taking a rest. Like we we're done. The third definition was to be based on or grounded in, to depend on. Um, like I rest my case to be based on or grounded in, to, to depend on. That definitely defines Jesus as well. So I just think that is so cool that in those definitions, um, relax and refresh and recover strength to cease from our work. God himself ceased from his work. To be placed or supported. Clearly Jesus Christ supports us. And to be based on or grounded in and depend on. That is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit right there. So then when you go to Teresa from Sela Counseling Services, and I'm cracking it up because 
it's like an ad for her and I don't even know her, but I swear it would be so cool if she listened. Anyways, her article starts off with rest, a word we like to talk about a lot, yet how many of us can genuinely say that we are restful? When was the last time you rested? And so when we talk about biblical rest, um, there's the physical rest where you cease doing work like God did. And I'm going to paraphrase a little bit here. Another form of rest is the one where we put our trust and confidence in God by focusing on the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So awesome. And when we talked about, and I kind of spoiled it in my stumbling when I said, when I started to first say about take my yoke upon you and learn from me, that's Matthew eleven twenty nine and 28. But it starts with Matthew eleven twenty eight, of course, because 28 comes before 29. Hello. It says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. That's where I was, that's where we feel that unbalance. We feel weary and you might be like wavering in what you should do or how you think or, you know, frustrated, um, grief stricken, burdened. Boy, that grief is definitely a burden. Stress is a burden. And it says, come to Jesus and he will give you rest. It is that rest for our soul. And again, it might not all always be physical rest. You may be an ER nurse and have to show up for your shift every night. My job doesn't save lives. I like to think it changes lives a little bit. I think we all do, whether you're pulling weeds or selling sunscreen or teaching art or selling houses or you're retired or you're a pastor who knows maybe our new pastor we're getting a new associate pastor so maybe pastor mark is listening to this for the first time welcome pastor mark i know who knew that you were going to be joining a congregation that has a famous podcaster Congratulations is all I'm saying. Anyhow, the truth is when we are feeling weary and burdened, Jesus gives us rest. I also like that that the rest that we find um, in our soul when he says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. There is another verse, and thank you, Teresa, for highlighting it in your article, from Psalm 62. Truly, my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from him. And I saw it on the World Wide Web, specifically the Facebook social media, somebody posted something about you may have lost your job. 
you may be broke, you may have had a death in your family, the tomb is still empty. And for that, we can be grateful. And for that, those other things have been overcome and will far outweigh the resurrection far outweighs any of our burdens. So when we think about our salvation, we find rest in God. And I think it was my friend Judy who also talked about like, oh, it's going to be really hot out today, but probably nothing compared to what Christ suffered. And it's so true. I'm going to throw in a little commercial break and we'll talk some more about Teresa's great article. So I'm just stealing the Bible verses from Teresa's article um, and not doing a spoiler alert on her actual article. But if you go to selacounselingservices.com backslash 10 great Bible verses about rest, you'll get this article and you should read it. It is super good. But what I loved is the Bible verses that she uses. And I'm not sure I'd call it stealing because those verses are to be shared. And clearly she has done this on her website so that we can all make these connections. I love that it says um, that she uses Psalm 4, 8. In peace, I will lie down and sleep for you alone, Lord, make me dwell in safety. And it doesn't have the word rest in there, but when you are restless, sometimes it's hard to sleep. And when you are burdened and weary, it's hard to get good rest and good sleep. And I know I reference my mom a lot. She was a phenomenal woman of God. But I can remember like any time I needed to go to sleep, she would just say, or or if she was tired, she'd just say, I'm just going to rest my eyes, which pretty much meant I'm going to take a full on nap. Or she would say, it's okay if you're not tired, just lay down and rest your eyes, you know, and it's so true. If you rest your eyes, you will probably fall asleep. And particularly when you invest in the peace of God, in peace, I will lie down and sleep for you alone, Lord, make me dwell in, a, in safety. I like that we go right to Psalm 23 verses one and two. And so often we think of that Psalm 23 as it in regards to funerals, but it's not necessarily about just facing death. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides quiet waters. And if you read the whole thing, he prepares a table before my enemy. Like, there's total rest when you can just sit down and have a picnic with God surrounded by your enemy. Amazing. Also, Psalm 91, verses 1 and 2. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High 
will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Oh, I want to rest there. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Wow, that is amazing. And the shelter of the Most High is God himself. And so when we dwell in God, then we rest in his shadow. So he's just that large that the shadow of him is where all where there's shade and rest. And when you think of resting, don't you think of being in, in a shady area? Well, wherever there's a shadow, there's shade, right? I think that's super duper cool too. And so I like these verses also in terms of like, you know, how do we do it? You know, Jeremiah 6, 16 says, this is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is and walk in it. And you will find rest for your souls. There it is again. Rest for your souls. That's amazing. Because when we're at a crossroad, ask for the ancient paths. And I think that's basically ask where the good way is. I mean, God is saying, ask him and he's going to give you his way. And I'm guessing that's what they mean by ancient paths. Ask where the good way is and walk in it. And when we do, that's when we find rest for our souls. Another one says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. And it's interesting because the whole taste, do you taste God? I jokingly, every once in a while, if I have something super awesome to eat, I am like, this is Jesus in candy form. Some people find that very, very offensive. I find it hilarious because Jesus is amazing. And if you're tasting something that's amazing, that just seems like a perfect analogy. But some people find that disrespectful. Not meant to be. It's meant to be um, of high praise. But it is true in terms of when you think of just even natural f foods like strawberries and watermelon and sweet corn and squash. And do you love how everything I pick is somewhat sweet? But, you know, a tomato, an avocado, um, you know, lots and different kinds of meats that are made by God. And it refreshes us and restores us. And sometimes, like the dinner that I had with my sister tonight, we find rest in that. And then blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Meaning, this is the perfect opportunity for us to have refuge from the busyness of the world and to refresh and restore. I also have one more, and again, 
quotes from Teresa's article, but just brings it around so beautifully on how do we find this rest? And there's, it always points to our God. I, as I, as I pause for dramatic effect, no, I was just momentarily speechless. It is God, the father, God, the son, and God, the Holy spirit. And in our God is where we find this rest for our soul. When God rested, he called that seventh day, the Sabbath day, or somebody called it that. And so in Deuteronomy 5, 12 through 14, the Israelites are reminded of this. Observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy as the Lord your God has commanded you. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your ox or your donkey or any of your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns, so that your so that your male and female servants may rest as you do. And so a lot of that is in context to the then and there of what was going on in the Israelites' world. But there's still advice for us today. And the thing that, that sticks out to me the most here and now is... But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. So it doesn't necessarily mean that every Sunday or every seventh day you cannot do you can't do anything. It's virtually impossible not to somehow work and for some of us and I'm not included in this but I've been included in it in my lifetime working on a Sunday was just part of our job, or sometimes you had to work seven days in a row or 10 days in a row. I don't know what my longest streak is. I feel like it was maybe like 13 days or something like that, but you do it probably longer than that, I'm, but I'm not, there's many people out there who have worked every day for a long, long time. Farmers, like, oh my gosh, their, their work never stops. But when you take a rest, whether it's at the end of the day or in the middle of the day, or if you do take a day off, it is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. Our rest is almost a form of praise and worship. It is taking the time to relax and restore and refresh. And when we do so, we are able to put our focus on the things that are most important. And that is certainly God above all. In Hebrews, it says, Hebrews 4 through 9, there remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest 
also rests from their work, just as God did from his. And now I will do a little tiny commercial for church because it's such a great place to go to get that rest. You get to go and sit down and stand up and sit down and stand up. No, I'm kind of kidding on that, but you know, there are moments where we do stand because we want to give respect to Jesus when the scripture is read, um, when the gospel is read, um, and when we pray and when we confess our sins and all kinds of good, good stuff. But there's this rest, this moment where you get to focus on nothing but God, but God in you and your relationship with God and your relationship with others in the community of God. And it's a good thing. And maybe you're not a churchgoer and no judgment. It's okay. Because that kind of community is found in the community of believers, the church, as in the church with a capital C. When we collectively pray for a friend who is sick or somebody who is facing big trouble or illness or accident or, you know, just all kinds of things that are worldly things that just burden and weary us. And when the family of God prays, whether you are a church member or not, to me, that's church. I love it when somebody on Facebook says, oh, I'm going to have surgery tomorrow. Please pray for me. Um, and, and all these people, you know, put the praying hands or praying, or some people will type a prayer. Some people will say, my thoughts are with you. And that's good because they're thinking of them. And if they're thinking of them, God is proud that they are not thinking of themselves and putting somebody else um, first. Putting somebody in God's hands is amazing, and God loves it when a community of believers comes together. And so we can find rest in God's house. We can find rest in a community of believers. We can find rest when we seek help, kind of like at SELA Counseling Services. Um, I have a friend, Pastor Dean Batalco, who also does Christian counseling, and there's lots of them out there, and we can find rest when we need help, and there's many, many times where we could use some professional help in our world, and, and you know, our mental health issues need rest, and, and God provides resources for us. And so that's a good thing. Prayer, scripture, church, community, and just constantly looking for that relationship with God himself will give us rest. I've repeated it several times, um, and I'm hoping that this podcast gives you a little bit of rest. But Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. 
and the rest of the verse says, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You may think you need some balance in your life, and maybe you just need a little bit of rest. Rest in Jesus, my friends. Thank you for joining me, and please keep coming back. Share my podcast with your friends. Let's see if we can grow by maybe four more listeners. Teresa, if you happen to listen to this podcast, thank you so much for a a fantastic article and for being a world changer. And to all my lifelong listeners, and what I mean by that is it's been almost a year Thank you so much. I love you all. And Susie, thank you for the restful dinner. I love you.